Welcome. My name is Nora Hooper, and this is Exploring Your Intuition. I have been reading for clients all over the world for over 25 years. My work is my passion, my vocation, and my joy. I'm sharing my experience with you in the hopes that you use these short podcasts to trigger your imagination and support your personal intuitive journey. So sit back, relax, and open to receive. We are talking about exploring your intuition. There's so many different facets of your intuition and moving through your world. And in these podcasts, we'll be talking about a lot of different things that seem sometimes unrelated. But everything that we do for ourselves, capital S, as we explore new ways to love ourselves, to interact with the world, to build better relationships with our family and loved ones, as we work to build better relationships with ourselves, that's all going to impact how sensitive you are to your environment, to divine messages, and to your intuitive self. Most of my clients, and most probably everybody listening, are cognizant that they're not just physical and intellectual and emotional beings, but they're spiritual beings as well. Sometimes people come in for sessions because they're seeking ways to connect with their inner truth and their soul's expression. I find that people really are seeking a deeper knowledge of themselves and they want to understand what tools they can employ to navigate the overwhelming circumstances of life. And then sometimes some folks are just genuinely wanting to develop their individual gifts, which is really part of why we're here. My belief is that we're on the planet to express our gifts in our highest way and in the highest good as a reflection of divine love. Devotion to self-growth and mindfulness is a lifelong journey. You'll hear that expression, lifelong journey, a lot if you listen to my podcast. I hope it helps you feel a little bit more relaxed about what you're doing and not pressured by time or days of the week passing by too quickly. It's a lifelong journey, and it offers so many blessings along the way. It also takes some courage to make it a commitment to self-growth, to make self-growth and mindfulness a commitment of your spirit and soul. There really is no magic formula for inner transformation. And each person's journey is a beautiful and unique roadmap that's a reflection of them. The steps to self-love and self-expression are simple, but they're really profoundly challenging at the same time. Simple yet complex. That doesn't surprise me when you think about that we're living in a world that is yin and yang, that we're living in a world 
where opposites exist simultaneously and that one can't exist without the other? Growing self-love and intuition is simple yet complex. I wanted to share with you some truths that I've learned along the way. And these truths are sort of the basis of my philosophy, and I return to them again and again. I return to them one week after I forget the week before. When I stumble, I go to this list to remind me of what's important. It's a list of seven statements, seven thoughts on living life. And I want to share them with you. Use this list to help realign yourself, to help get your focus back when you feel foggy or stuck. And then while you're doing this, do it with love. Understand that as human beings, our struggles create our strength and our wisdom comes from not knowing and moving into knowing. Here's one. As I change my thinking, my life will change. My reality is shaped by how I choose to interpret events in my life. Holding myself responsible for how I feel enables me to live life through love and grace rather than fear and worry. I'm sure you have all heard this before, that your thoughts create your reality. And what I want people to understand about that, it's not that you're going to have a picnic next Saturday and you think it's going to be a sunny day. And so your thought of it's going to be a sunny day creates the reality of a sunny day for you on Saturday. It's more that because we live in a physical world and we're interacting with more than just ourself in the world, that when Saturday arrives and it's raining, our interpretation of that rain and that event and our picnic, how we decide to deal with the reality of the rainy day, that creates our reality. If you choose to be in a funk because your day was ruined and your picnic was delayed or canceled, that's creating your reality. If you choose to decide to get creative and maybe run off to a museum or go see a movie or snuggle at home and watch a movie on TV, that's creating your reality. Our reality is created by how we choose to think and view and understand our world. Understand it with an open mind and you will have an open life. Understand it with shoulds and must-haves and needs. Your life will feel constricted. Understand it with judgment you will feel unhappy. Understand it with love and passion and creativity. You're bound to grow in self-love. So as I change my thinking, my life will change. 
The next thing I go to, which is very important for me, because boy, can I worry. Worry is a waste of physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual energy. This is true. My physical chemistry transforms when I worry. Cortisol levels rise, which can boost blood sugar. And as you know, worry is living in future fear. But the thing about worry that's really interesting is that when we worry and imagine our thoughts using our imagination, when we imagine the reality of our worry, I'm going to fail the exam, he's cheating on me, we experience that thought viscerally as though it is real at that moment. So worry is living in the now with a future fear, living in the future fear now. We must catch ourselves. This is a practice that I really have to work on. You wouldn't think so, but I do. Constantly taking myself to the now constantly looking at my thoughts to say, is this valid? Is this a future fear? And then, of course, here's a great little exercise when you find yourself in future fear. (sighs) Breathe. Breathe. So worry is a waste of emotional, intellectual, and spiritual energy. Don't beat yourself up about it. We do it. I don't know where it came from. Maybe it was from the days where we worried that there wouldn't be enough harvest or there wouldn't be enough bison or something. I don't know. But we all tend to do it. So catch yourself and then change your thinking. Become aware of when you're worrying. This will help you throughout your day. Here's another thing that I turn to, and I love this, because we are all creative. I turn to an idea that creating opens the door to oneness. Taking time out for myself heals me. I can become lost in the process of creating, whether in art, in friendship, music, dance, design, or writing. Now, some of you there may say, Nora, I'm not creative at all. Do you bake? Do you grow flowers? Do you put your flowers on the table? Do you decorate? in a unique and fun way. Are you a creative problem solver? People don't recognize that as creativity, but it is. There are so many ways to be creative. And when we're creative, we let the world drop away. We become one with a universal energy, a universal band of energy that vibrates, I believe, on a very high level. 
we lose ourselves. We become one. Years ago, when I was in art school, I was doing a painting and I would get up because I worked also. I would get up at five or 5.30 in the morning and paint. I worked on this painting and the painting actually felt like it was being channeled. I wasn't really aware of that at the time, but looking back, and the painting actually won an award and was accepted in some juried shows. And I feel like it was because I let myself be free to be in the zone. And remember, you can do that when you're kneeling down and nurturing your lettuce that you just planted or even rearranging your bookshelf. Creativity doesn't have to be painting. There are so many aspects to it. Find what you love and do it. It opens the door to experiencing oneness. Here's another statement that I've been finding just so incredibly powerful and true in my life today. And that is that my power comes from joy and love. When I'm connecting with another in the purest form, it is through love. Love ignites joy. And that power that I'm talking about, power has a bad rap, I think. People think power is about aggression and overtaking. But of course, you know, the greatest power is the power of love. If I choose using my thoughts to create my reality, to embrace another with love, that may show up as being patient with another, letting go of an agenda, letting go of irritation, becoming a good listener. There are so many ways that we can use the power of love and manifest it in our world today. Kindness, of course. Approaching another with a smile. So think about what you love and how you love to connect with joy. And as you do, decide to be in action with love and joy as you go out into your world. Each moment is a new opportunity. The now, the now, the now, the now, the now. And as you practice living in the now, your intuition will rise, your joy will rise, you know, as I'm saying this, I realize that some people actually will feel guilty feeling good. Just accept that at this moment, in this joyful moment, in this loving connection, that that is a gift to yourself as well as to the universe. Because when you are in love and you are spreading love, you are changing the vibrational energy in your world. We need that today. 
Another statement I go when I'm feeling out of sorts or feeling off or feeling like something's not working in my life, I go to asking myself, can I say I was wrong? Being able to say you're wrong is a freeing experience. Yes, it takes some humility, eating crow as they say, but when you admit that you're wrong, by admitting that you're in error, you stimulate forgiveness and harmony. Forgiveness. We need more of that in this world today. Being able to say I was wrong, what that does, if hopefully anyway, is it enables the, the other person to open their heart to forgive. And that creates a spark of connection and love. And hopefully, the forgiveness comes from a place of, I recognize that you're human. I recognize that I could do that too. I forgive. Let's move forward. To admit that you're wrong and then carry that like a weight of guilt and shame, that actually becomes a burden for others. So... Admit that you're wrong and see it as a liberating experience and then move on. The other practice that I like to go to, and this is something that I've struggled with in the past too, I'll admit, is appreciating that most people are doing the best that they can. And when I think that, when I'm in that mode, I'm led to compassion I'm a human being like you all, and I have my faults and failings. And sometimes when I'm whining about someone that they did this or they did that, I have a wonderful husband, and he often says to me, without giving me a lecture, he'll say to me, Oh, you know, Nora, I think they're just doing the best that they can. And when he says that to me, it helps me go back into the perspective that I really want to choose to come from. Compassion. That most people are just trying to do the best that they can. What we forget, and I have to remind myself of, is that many, many times people out in the world are suffering their silent sorrow whether it's that someone's sick or they have a disease or they just simply woke up on the wrong side of the bed. They're getting divorced. Their child is sick. They're running out of money. I mean, there's a million reasons for people to act a certain way. So if you go out into the world with compassion, understanding that even in a moment that seems to be a negative one, that we, if we can go to the place where we realize that even though it might be unpleasant for us at that moment, that whoever we're interacting with is doing the best that they can. Whew, that's a freeing thought. And the last statement, I guess I would say, that I go to when I need to work on myself and help myself heal is that gratitude feels good. When I'm grateful, I open my heart and mind. 
more love flows, more grace. Life feels good. There are a bazillion things to be grateful for. Gratitude opens your heart and it opens your intuition. It opens your sensing and feeling interior self. So practice gratitude. I have a friend who, when she wakes up every morning, before she even gets out of the bed, she lists what she is grateful for. Be grateful that you can create a new world for yourself by working on your thoughts, by practicing compassion, by forgiving yourself, by admitting you're wrong. Practice gratitude by being aware of all of these aspects of life that you can practice. Practice creating, letting go of worry, and you may find that your intuition is growing and that your sense of I guess I would say joy in living in the moment is becoming part of your every day. You deserve it. Just know that. You deserve it. So I'm going to pull an animal card for us, as I like to do. Mm, This is an interesting one. I just pulled out of my Power Animal Oracle cards the card Koala. And koala, according to these cards, symbolizes empathy. Speak less and listen more. Wow, I love that. So we could add that to our list of statements that we can live by, that as we speak less and listen more, we're training ourselves to observe. We're training ourselves to give love. We're training ourselves to be in the moment, listening, a new practice. So as you go forward, use these tools to design a day for your life, not a month or a year, just design for today and see what happens. Well, we've come to the end of our time together and I really wanna thank you for listening please go to my website, norahooper.com. I've recorded some free affirmations and meditations for you. And before I go, I also want to thank Ginny Media for all the help getting this podcast together and give credit to the group Ketza for the lovely music you're hearing called Ocean Breeze. I hope to see you next week. And in the meantime, know I always send you love and light. Thanks again. 